Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. King Lear, Act Two. Brother, a word. Descend, brother, I say. My father watches. Oh, sir, fly this place. Intelligence is given where you are hid. You have now the good advantage of the night. Have you not spoken against the Duke of Cornwall? He's coming hither now in the night in the haste, and Regan with him. Have you nothing said upon his party against the Duke of Albany? Advise yourself. I am sure on it. Not a word. I hear my father coming. Pardon me. In cunning, I must draw my sword upon you. D draw! Seem to defend yourself. Now quit you well. Yield! Come before my father! Light ho here! Fly, brother. Torches! Torches! So farewell. Some blood drawn on me would beget opinion. I have seen drunkards do more than this in sport. Father! Father! Now, Edmund, where's the villain? Here stood he in the dark, his sharp sword out, mumbling of wicked charms, conjuring the moon to stand auspicious mistress. But where is he? Look, sir, I bleed. Where is the villain, Edmund? Fled this way, sir. When by no means he could... Pursue him! Ho! Go after! By no means what? Persuade me to the murder of your lordship. Not in this land shall he remain uncaught. And found? Dispatch! Strong and fastened villain. Would he deny his letter? I never got him. Hark! The Duke's trumpet! I know not why he comes. All ports I'll bar. The villain shall not scape. The Duke must grant me that. And of my land, loyal and natural boy, I'll work the means to make thee capable. How dost, my lord? Oh, madam. My old heart is cracked. It's cracked. What? Did my father's godson seek your life? Your Edgar? Oh, lady, lady. Shame would have it hid. Was he not companion with the riotous knights that tend upon my father? I know not. It is too bad, too bad. Yes, madam. He was of that consort. No marvel then, though he were ill-affected. I have this present evening from my sister been well informed of them, and with such cautions, that if they come to sojourn at my house, I'll not be there. Nor I, assure thee, Regan. Edmund, I hear that you have shown your father a childlike office. Twas my duty, sir. He did bewray his practice, and received this hurt, you see, Striving to apprehend him. Is he pursued? Aye, my good lord. If he be taken, he shall never more be feared of doing harm. Make your own purpose, how in my strength you please. For you, Edmund, whose virtue and obedience doth this instant so much commend itself, you shall be ours. Natures of such deep trust we shall much need. You we first seize on. I shall serve you, sir. Truly, however else. For him, I thank your grace. You know not why we came to visit you. Thus out of season, threading dark-eyed night. Occasions, noble Gloucester, of some poise, wherein we must have use of your advice. I serve you, madam. Your graces are right welcome. Good dawning to thee, friend. Art of this house? Aye. Where may we set our horses? In the mire. Prithee, if thou lovest me, tell me. 
I love thee not. Why then, I care not for thee. If I had thee in Lipsbury Penfold, I would make thee care for me. Why dost thou use me thus? I know thee not. Woman, I know thee. What dost thou know me for? A knave, a rascal, an eater of broken meats, a base, proud, shallow, beggarly, three-suited, hundred-pound, filthy, worsted, stocking knave. Why, what a monstrous fellow art thou, thus to rail on one that is neither known of thee nor knows thee. What a brazen fellow, varlet art thou, to deny thou knowest me. Is it two days ago since I tripped up thy heels and beat thee before the king? Draw, you horse, uncullionly barber-monger, draw! Away! I have nothing to do with thee. Draw, you rascal! You take the puppet's part against the royalty of a father! Draw, you rogue! Help! Strike, you slave, stand! Rogue, stand, you meat slave, strike! Murder, murder! How now, what's the matter? With you, goodman boy, and you please come. I'll flesh ye. Come on, young master. Weapons, arms. What's the matter here? Keep peace upon your lives. He dies, it strikes again. What is the matter? The messengers from our sister and the king. What is your difference? Speak. This ancient ruffian, sir, whose life I have spared... Thou horse and zed! Thou unnecessary letter! Peace, sirrah! You beastly knave! Know you no reverence? Yes, sir, but anger hath a privilege. Why art thou angry? That such a slave as this should wear a sword who wears no honesty. What's her offence? Her countenance likes me not. No more, perchance, does mine, nor his, nor hers. I have seen better faces in my time than stands on any shoulder that I see before me at this instant. Fetch forth the stocks, you stubborn ancient knave, you reverend braggart. We'll teach you. Sir, I am too old to learn. Call not your stocks for me. I serve the king. Fetch forth the stocks. As I have life and honour, there shall he sit till noon. Till noon? Till night, my lord, and all night too. Why, madam, if I were your father's dog, you should not use me so. Sir, being his knave, I will. This is a fellow of the self-same colour our sister speaks of. Come, bring away the stocks. The king must take it ill that he so slightly valued and his messenger should have him thus restrained. I'll answer that. My sister may receive it much more worse to have her household staff abused, assaulted for following her affairs. Put in his legs. Come, my good lord, away. I am sorry for thee, friend. Tis the Duke's pleasure, whose disposition all the world well knows, will not be rubbed nor stopped. I'll entreat for thee. Pray do not, sir. I have watched and travelled hard. Sometime I shall sleep out, the rest I'll whistle. A good man's fortune may grow out at heels. Give you good morrow. The Duke's to blame in this. T'will be ill taken. Fortune, good night. Smile once more. Turn thy wheel. myself proclaimed and by the happy hollow of a tree escaped the hunt no port is free no place that guard and most unusual vigilance does not attend my taking whilst I may escape I will preserve myself and be thought to take the basest and most poorest shape that ever penury Contempt of man brought near to beast. My face all crime with filth. Blanket my loins of all my hair and knots. 
and with presented nakedness outface the winds and persecutions of the sky. The country gives me proof and precedent of bedlam beggars who, with roaring voices, strike in their numbed and mortified bare arms. Pins, wooden pricks, nails, sprigs of rosemary. And with this horrible object from low farms, poor, pelting villages, sheepcoats and mills, sometime with lunatic bands. Sometime with prayers, enforce their charity. Poor Turley God, poor Tom. As for yet, Edgar, I nothing am. Oh, he wears cruel garters. What's he that hath so much by place mistook to set me here? It is both he and she, your son and daughter. No. Yes. No, I say. I say yea. No, no, they would not. Yes, they have. By Jupiter, I swear no. By Juno, I swear I. Where is this daughter? Uh, deny to speak with me. They are sick, uh, they are weary. They have travelled all the night. Mere fetches the images of revolt and flying off. Fetch me a better answer. Go tell the Duke Anne's wife I'll speak with them. Now. Presently. If they will come forth and hear me, or at their chamber door, I'll beat the drum till it cries sleep to death. I would have all well betwixt you. Oh me, my heart. My rising heart but down. A cry to it, Nuncle, as the cockney did to the eels when she put him in the paste alive. She napped them on the coxcombs with a stick and cried, Dan Wantons, Dan! Good morrow to you both. Hail to your grace. I'm glad to see your highness. Regan, I think you are. I know what reason I have to think so. Beloved Regan, my sister's not. Oh, Regan, she hath tied sharp-toothed unkindness like a vulture here. I can scarce speak to thee. Thou'd not believe with how depraved a quality. Oh, Regan. I pray you, sir, take patience. I have hope. You less know how to value her desert than she to scant her duty. Say, how is that? I cannot think my sister in the least would fail her obligation. If, sir... Perchance she have restrained the riots of your followers, tis on such ground and to such wholesome end as clears her from all blame. My curse is on her. Oh, sir, you are old. Nature in you stands on the very verge of her confine. You should be ruled and led by some discretion that discerns your state better than yourself. Therefore I pray you that to our sister you do make return. Say you have wronged her, sir. Ask her forgiveness? Do you but mark how this becomes the house? Dear daughter, I confess that I am old. Ages are necessary. On my knees I beg that you'll vouchsafe me raiment, bed and food. Good sir, no more. These are unsightly tricks. Return you to my sister. Never, Regan. She have abated me of half my train, looked black upon me, struck me with her tongue, most serpent-like upon the very heart. Oh, the stalled vengeances of heaven fall on her ungrateful Tom. Strike her young bones, you taking airs with lameness. 
Fie, sir, fie. You nimble lightnings, dart your blinding flames into her scornful eyes, and inflict her beauty, you fence-sucked fogs, drawn by the powerful sun to fall and blast her pride. Oh, the blessed gods, so will you wish on me when the rash mood is on. No, Regan, thou shalt not have of my curse. Thy tender-hefted nature shall not give thee o'er to harshness. Her eyes are fierce, but thine do comfort and not burn. Thou better knowest the offices of nature, fond of childhood, effects of courtesy, dues of gratitude. Thy half of the kingdom hast thou not forgot wherein I be endowed. Good sir, to the purpose. Who put my man in stock? Oswald, is your lady come? This is a slave, whose easy borrowed pride dwells in the fickle grace of her she follows. Out, father, from my sight. What means your grace? Who stocked my servant? Regan, I have good hope thou didst not know want. Who comes here? Oh, Goneril. If you do love old men, if your sweet sway allow obedience, if your cells are old, make it your cause. Send down and take my part. Art not ashamed to look upon this beard? Oh, Regan, wilt thou take it by the hand? Why not by the hand, sir? How have I offended? All's not offence that indiscretion finds and dotage terms so. Oh, sides, you are too tough. Will you yet hold? How come my man either stocks? I set him there, sir. You? Did you? I pray you, father, being weak, seem so. If, till the expiration of your month, you will return and sojourn with my sister, dismissing half your train, come then to me. I am now from home, and out of that provision which shall be needful for your entertainment. Return to her? <laughs> Fifty men dismissed? No. Persuade me rather to be slave and sumpter to this detested groom. At your choice, sir. I privy, daughter, do not make me mad. I will not trouble thee, my child. Farewell. We'll no more meet, no more see one another. But yet thou art my flesh. My blood, my daughter, or rather a disease that's in my flesh, which I must needs call mine. Thou art a boil, a plague sore, an embossed carbuncle in my corrupted blood. But I'll not child thee. Let shame come when it will. I do not call it. I do not bid the thunder bear a shoot, nor tell tales of thee to hide judging Jove. Men, when thou canst, be better at thy leisure. I can be patient. I can stay with Regan. I and my hundred knights. Not altogether so. I looked not for you yet, nor am provided for your fit welcome. Give ear, sir, to my sister. For those that mingle reason with your passion must be content to think you old, and so... But she knows what she does. Is this well spoken? I dare avouch it, sir. What, fifty followers? Is it not well? What should you need of more? Yea, or so many? Sith that both charge and danger speak against so great a number. How, in one house, should many people under two commands hold amity? Tis hard, almost impossible. Why might not you, my lord, receive attendance from those that she calls servants, or from mine? Why not, my lord? I entreat you to bring but five and twenty. To no more will I give place or notice. I gave you all. And in good time you gave it. Made you my gardens, my depositories. What? 
Must I come to you if I'm in twenty, Regan? Said you so? And speak again, my lord. No more with me. I'll go with thee, Goneril. Five fifty yet double five and twenty, and vow art twice her love. Hear me, my lord. What need you five and twenty, ten or five, to follow in a house where twice so many have a command to tend you? What need one? Reason not the need. Our basest beggars are in the poorest thing superfluous. Allow not nature, more than nature needs, man's life's as cheap as beasts. Thou art a lady, if only to go warm with gorgeous. Why, nature needs not what thou gorgeous wearest, which scarcely keeps thee warm. But for true need, you heavens, give me that patience, patience I need. You see me here, you gods, a poor old man, as fun of grief as age, wretched in both. If it be you that stir these daughters' hearts against their father, fool me not so much to bear it tamely. Touch me with noble anger, and let not women's weapons water drops stain my man's cheeks. No, you unnatural hags. I will have such revenges on you both that all the world shall... I will do such things, what they are, yet I know not, but they shall be the terrors of the earth. You think I'll weep? No, I'll not weep. I have full cause of weeping. But this heart shall break into a hundred thousand floors, or ere I'll weep. Oh, fool. I shall come there. Let us withdraw. Twill be a storm. This house is little. The old man and his people cannot be well bestowed. Tis his own blame. Hath put himself from rest and must needs taste his folly. For his particular, I'll receive him gladly, but not one follower. So am I purposed. Where is my lord of Gloucester? Followed the old man forth. He is returned. The king is in high rage. Whither is he going? He calls to horse, but will I know not whither? Tis best to give him way. He leads himself. My lord. Entreat him by no means to stay. The night comes on and the bleak winds do sorely ruffle. For many miles about there's scarce a bush. Oh, sir, to willful men the injuries that they themselves procure must be their schoolmasters. Shut up your doors. Shut up your doors, my lord. Tis a wild night. My Reagan counsels well. Come out of the storm. was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Philip Donnelly as Lear, Katie Herbert as Regan, Joe Emery as Goneril, Luke Martin as Edmund, T.J. Lee as Edgar, Andrew Faber as Kent, Robert Aldington as Gloucester, David Alt as The Fool, Andrew Shaw as Cornwall, and Jackie Dan as Oswald. Title music was by Dream Cave, additional music by Kevin MacLeod and Epidemic Sound, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. <laughs>